Hey folks, you're listening to Walleye Talk. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Dan Ryan. This week's episode... (laughs) (laughs) I was so ready to do this. (laughs) Uh, You're the dumbest. I'm Will Newer. (laughs) Uh, We're two northern Minnesota fishing guides. Uh, We focus primarily on walleyes. Surprisingly, and uh, we do a weekly podcast. If you're listening in, uh, I don't know if you know what it, it's actually called. Walleye talk. You could probably there's some context clues for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. This week's episode, we're going to talk about ice off. Uh, also discuss minnows. Finally, minnows. You're right. And uh, talk a little bit about the Leech Lake slot limit change, and maybe some tips for people. On how they can navigate selective that on their harvest, own. right? That's a good way to put it. Next, we're gonna talk. After that, we'll talk a little bit about cooking fish. Yeah, um, specifically crappies. Yeah, we're in that crappie season for the next couple. You know, until opener, people are gonna be out there chasing them. Yep. So. And this weekend looks like it could be a good one. For really it. nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you a general layout of our opener plans, and then we're gonna discuss. We're gonna. Discuss the generic types of lakes in the Longville area you might find yourself on opener and give you our approach for fishing those on opener this year specifically. Yeah, well, high water year, yep, with a you know pretty average ice out. Yeah. Um, but we'll give you our breakdown of it and we'll try and keep it short, sweet, and keep it, you know, the content high quality. Right. And try and keep Dan from blabbing so much. <laughs> Before we do that, quick word from our sponsors. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. This is the last time we're going to talk about it this year. Till November. October. Right. Ice off. Well, yeah, ice. Yep. It's gone. It is gone. And we have a winner. Of the ice off oh. prediction. I and think it is unfortunately not me. Nope. It's me. It doesn't matter as much this year though, because we did it like last week. Right. You you got it like five weeks out last year. That was I mean, I'm still impressed with my predicting I know. skills. And I had the day before you last year too, and it was coming down to the wire. And there was still ice. Mm-hmm. But it, it appears that Leech Lake is ice-free. To our knowledge, I mean, we've asked around, looked around, there's no ice to be found. So, yeah, you know, there may be some piled up on the shore, but that doesn't, doesn't count. count. Ice-free. Ice navigable. Free. I've heard that's how you really determine it, it, if it's navigable. But, yeah. Well, how is, that a, how, if it's, how is that applicable? The navigable? Um, I don't know. I don't really like that one because... Bleach is so big, like, how do you say navigable? Navigable. You're saying navigable. Right. Navigable. <laughs> <laughs> so we're done with it. Yeah. I'm happy to be in the rear view mirror. Yeah. I'm Last year we had to talk about it so much. I'm ready to see white caps. I'm ready to see walleyes. Mm-hmm. All the pretty sounds are back. The loons are back. They're super pumped. Yeah. Um, that's it. Ice is out. Uh, he's, he's, uh, Let's talk minnows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the minnow? What's the mini, minnow situation? So the good thing is that ice went out so early, or I mean, pretty early compared to last year. You know, it sounds like you know trappers are starting to get their, you know, they they haven't they're starting to get ready. They're staging to get the traps out. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't want to catch them right now, but they're getting ready to catch them. You know, hopefully the water temperature warms up. It doesn't need to warm up a ton, but a fair amount. You know, get it up to. 40 in the 40s, you know, upper upper 40s, and they'll really trap trap good. So, it fingers crossed, we're gonna be able to to see quite a few shiners for the season for the beginning part of the season. Right. You if know, you had to predict right now, there would be it'd be a much better situation than last year. Much better. Yeah. We're not scrambling for minnows. You yeah. know, last year was just so hard because, you know, I had we you know I went to a Trapper's Dragon. I ended up. Um, I had a, the guy got him out of his traps, brought him over to me. It was a mix of rainbows, fatheads, and goldies. That was the best thing we could offer because there was no, sh- there was no spot tails around, you know, it was like set or Friday night, you know, 
So trappers hadn't been able to check their traps yet. And yeah, super stressful for, for everybody involved. Yes. You know, keep in mind too, when you're buying minnows, the people, they want to have the minnows in the store. You want them because you want to have a good time. Right. They want them because they make their living that way, you know, and there's a few people in that line, uh, the trappers and, and the, the providers, you know, mm-hmm. the retailers. So they're working pretty hard to have good bait for you. I know our bait shops do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, it takes, it's not just like, hey, Johnny, come bring some minnows over. Yeah. You know, it takes, like, we've already started kind of planning what we need. Um, you know, trying to look at the weather as far out as we can. Like, okay, this is when we need to get them by and, you know, hopefully you can fill us up. So. Yeah. That's a wild job. I, I think it would be a lot of fun. It's the job that, like, every 10-year-old would want. Right. Right. Ten-year-old Dan oh, God. would love that yeah. job. Way back in the woods, like just a little mission right. to catch little critters. Let's get as many of these swimmers. And then make a bunch of money doing it. You know, mm-hmm. not a bunch, but like a good a living, living, a living yeah, right. doing it. It's a good life. If I could go back, I, that would be one one trail I would maybe take. Become, trapper. I'd become a red-tailed trapper because they're the most difficult to trap, I hear. Those are slickers, baby. <laughs> Gotta get on the slicker train. All good on the minnow, in the minnow world, as of right now. We'll for, keep you updated. For forecasting, it looks positive. Yep. Leech Lake Slot. Uh, things change this year. You're able to keep one fish over 20 inches. Mm-hmm. Still a four fish, but pretty liberal slot as far as the bigger lakes go. So you can have four in your box. One of them can be over 20 inches. Right. What does that mean for you? For me, I'm still going to try and keep all my fish under 20. But now instead of, you know, throwing back, a, you know, especially with clients, inst- I'll keep a 20 and an eighth. I'll keep a 20 and a half. You know, that's, I'm not saying that I super am on board for it, but since the opportunity is there, you know, there's abundance of those big fish. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be boxing 22, 23 inches, but you know, if it's just barely over the slot, you know, it might meet my knife. Sure. So I'm going to still try and do, well, I, I still won't keep the real big ones. You know, 24 is not going to end up in the box, you know. But I, I do believe that there's a lot of people out there who are dead set on, yeah, let's get some big ones in there now that we can keep them, which is, you know, to your, to your you can have your own opinion, but you have to also respect mine, you know. Yeah. I can't, I I can't get on board with that being the uh, ideal day, right? So if you have an ideal day, you don't have overs in your box. Right. You've got a box full of keeper of unders. 16 to 19. Right. Yep. Situationally, in the moment, thinking about it, maybe you do keep an over every once in a while, right? Yep. Especially for folks, if you're having a tough day, they want a fish fry. I think situationally, I'm going to be keeping a couple overs <coughs> for sure. Um but to clarify, the DNR is not putting this in place, encouraging people to take the overs. Right. We have a luxury of taking overs. Because we have so many big fish. Right. But they're not saying like, yeah, make sure you're boxing your bigs every time. Right. That's not what they want you it's to do. It's not the winnie situation. No. They, they're saying that the lake is healthy enough that this is a luxury we can, we can afford right now. So, when possible... Avoid it, right. right? The weekend anglers, I would really encourage you, especially not just to fill your limit, right? If that's what it's about, just filling out, don't do that. Right. If you're trying to put together a fish fry for that night and you need a little more... I, I get I'd, that. Yeah. I get that. But if it's stock in the freezer, right? have some respect, man. And they're not the ones you want to cut anyways. Right. I, I have to... From experience, you're talking to two fishing guides. Like, we've eaten a lot of fish. Those are not the ones and you want to eat. When I was a kid, that's how we used to do it, is we used to just keep everything. Yep. Every big fish met the box. I tell you what, those were some of the worst fish fries we had was eating some of them, you know, 24 inches. Right. I mean, we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that I encourage that, but that's what we did. And um, we clearly don't do it anymore. But yeah, um, if those fish are... They're, they're not as firm as those smaller fish. They don't fry up as nice, even if you do cut them in half. They don't fry up as nice. They're muddy tasting. But, yeah. 
I don't know. Don't want to get too preachy, but think like I'd say work hard at not not keeping them, yeah. keeping them, especially for that from now until the bug hatch. You know, when fishing's pretty good. Real nice. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, like focus on catching the bigs, taking a picture, and then putting together a meal of keepers. Keep the picture fish, picture fish. Yeah. 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 Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um. Break time. Yeah, let's uh, come up with a game plan for this crappy recipe. So, we're going to talk a little bit about a, a fish recipes specifically for crappies. Now, I don't keep crappies very often. Well, I guess I do keep quite a few crappies, but it's very situational. It seems like I'll go in spurts when, you know, it's like right now it's crappie season for me. I go mm-hmm. catch a couple crappies for dinner, and I'll just kind of run down what, I kind of, or what my process is. So I, I really like this time of year because you can, <coughs> you can go right from the lake, have your three, four crappies, bring them home, clean them, eat them the same night because, you know, they'll bite pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the sun's shining, you know, you're, you're in the right area, you should be able to catch crappies. So I like to go from my live well to the table, you know, to the cleaning table, into the kitchen, and... You know, I, I really, really like to just do the standard fry deal. You know, I really like fried fish. I know it's horrible for it. Well, it's not horrible for you, but it's probably not the best for you. Um, so what I do is I'll take regular flour. I'll put some of that in a bag. And I'll do, like, two different types of shore lunch. I like to do Cajun, and I like to do uh, original. And what I'll do is I'll do, like, three parts original, one part Cajun. It's the Minnesota spice. Right yeah, there. right. You're right. It is. Okay, so I'll put that all together, and then I'll put some more pepper in there, and I, you know, mix it all together. Um, and then I do it all in a bag. I don't do an egg wash. Um, fresh fish doesn't seem to need it that bad. You know, I clean them, I rinse them, and then I'll just let them sit there in like a colander and let them kind of dry out a little bit as I'm mixing it together. A little bit of air time kind of helps keep that batter from being too thick on there yeah because you don't want globby nah, batter no. at least i don't it just holds all the oil mm-hmm. you know it, it really soggy yeah it'll make you not feel very good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's what i'll do is i'll let them dry a little bit and then i try and you know put them in the bag i shake them around uh, you know I, I have an electric frying pan uh it's just a big air uh, fry daddy is what it's called and i like using that because you can control the temperature much better uh, I like to keep it right around that 375 range. Uh, I coat the bottom of the pan with, you know, just so the whole thing is covered. You know, put them down, and you want to do, when you're frying fresh crappie, well, when you're frying any fish, what you want to start with the rib side down. Otherwise, that'll bow so bad, you mm-hmm. won't ever get that crispy. So you do the rib side down, and then it doesn't tend you know, you don't have that big heave in it. Or gotcha. at least that heave gets cooked. Sure. So that's a big. That's my big tip for sure. that. And then you want to make sure. Makes sense. People, I th- in my opinion, people undercook their fish. You know, they, they don't let it get perfectly golden brown. Hmm. So just be patient with it. You know, it doesn't really take that long. Just be patient with it. It's super good. I can't imagine that you're good at that. It's, I am pretty good at that. <laughs> just it's, the patience it's, part. It's worth the extra two minutes. Gotcha. Rarely things are worth the extra two minutes, but this is. And then you're just having a fish fry, huh? Yeah, just yeah. And maybe you know, some potatoes? For sure potatoes. You can't have a fish fry without potatoes. Either hash browns or if you can... You know, I, I don't like doing fried fish and fried potatoes. So if you can boil some potatoes... <laughs> it makes you feel better it about It makes your... you feel way better. <laughs> Especially enough. the next day. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, I absolutely love fresh fish. So Yeah. Um, my One of my favorites with crappies is fish tacos. Uh, you can make fish tacos with anything, of course. But um, Generally, it has to be fish, though. It does have to be. <laughs> to have fish tacos. <laughs> Definitely has to be fish <laughs> um, My process is pretty similar, except that I zip them. Even the crappies, I'll, I'll cut the ribs out of them. And then I cut the fillet in half, so I follow that line down through the tail. And then I cut the thicker part, usually in half or in thirds, depending on the fish. So I'm looking for 
because I do like the batter if it's cooked properly. I think it's nice to have a, a fair amount of batter on there. So if you cut them into little pieces, you get more batter per piece, essentially, right? right? Makes sense. So I ended up with a bunch of little fish chunks, um, the same way maybe some people eat halibut if they ever fry halibut. That's what I'm looking for. Do you for. have issues when you're, like, after you chop them up where they're kind of falling apart already, or are they still pretty firm? They're usually pretty firm still. Cool. Yeah. Yep, yeah, cool. Uh, and then my way, I do the, like, the maybe two-thirds to one-third original to uh, Cajun Sure, lunch as well. A little spice is good. And then... Uh, Especially in a taco. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then what I do, I learned this from Andrew Chadwick, an old fishing buddy of mine who's now a guide up on in on the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska. That must really suck. Oh, man. He lives a pretty pretty great life. <laughs> yeah. He's a great fisherman, too. Um, anyway, I don't use a plastic bag. I use, an old, uh, I use a, a paper grocery bag. Really? Why yep. do you do that? Because the batter doesn't stick to it. Brilliant. For sure. It works so great. And you have you always have plenty of them. For sure. So that's what I use. And then the, the real tip is that I drop in like one piece at a time and coat it. One piece, coat it. So you're putting a piece in and shaking it. Because you don't want them sticking together right, in there. Because then they're not going to... Yeah, pieces of fish will stick yep, together. Right. So if you coat each one, they're never going to stick together. All of them are going to be battered perfectly. I'm the same way. I don't use a egg wash. Don't think it's necessary. You just have have to have enough water on there to get the batter to stick. Right. Then uh, make sure you got pretty pretty hot oil going in. You can always do the t- the test where you take a little bit of the batter and if and, she sizzles. Yep. In in general, I would say the mistake I usually make is not having the oil hot enough, and then that the, those first few pieces are not going to be great. That is such a good sound, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you want your first one to, to sizzle pretty good. Yeah. It's always a bummer when you lay it in there and it's like, oh. Gotta wait just, another couple minutes. Just soaking in oil. You don't want it to soak in. I'm all, I'm all my fish is ready. I'm just waiting on you, oil. <laughs> right. Come on now. Yeah. It's all about timing. Bree hears me say that all the time. So you get your fish all cooked. <laughs> then, the taco. You can make a simple taco and it'll be good, but you can make a taco great. With cilantro lime dressing. They sell it as like a salad dressing. Really? It is fantastic. Like avocado, cilantro, lime mixed into a dressing. It is the best thing that will go on a fish No taco. kidding. Um, You're opening my eyes to a whole oh, new it's world. It's so great. I happen to have a wife who loves all of those things and is a great cook. And so she makes her, she makes her own cilantro lime dressing now. It's excellent fantastic excellent so that's the key thing either look up a recipe or buy it you can buy it um all over the place they got it then have some cabbage because you need some crunch in there don't don't mess with the romaine or anything buy some cabbage so you've got some crunch um good good salsa to add to it and some you cheese could, i can't okay hold on backtrack here you actually put cabbage on your tacos yeah are like, you serious coleslaw like you buy a bag of coleslaw, okay, that goes in the fish tacos. You it's don't just crunchy. go with iceberg lettuce. No. You, no. No, you just really, you really gave me a look there, Dan. What I, was the look for? You, you don't support iceberg it, lettuce. It's superior. You want a good crunch, and dude, the cabbage it'll last in your, in your fridge for like longer than it should. It lasts forever. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe all right. maybe that's not a great thing, but it does last forever. Okay. All right. Okay. It adds a lot to okay. it. Okay. Dress that thing up. Make sure all the, the add-ons are great. How do you Usually, feel about black olives on a taco? Hmm. I like them on a taco. I don't know if I've ever had them on a fish taco. I'm trying to think about those flavors. Mixing. I, I don't know. So I'm not a pro black olive kind of a guy. Gotcha. But I don't know. I, I've snuck a few into my tacos in the past, and I'm just curious if you've ever done it on a fish taco. I have. I'm, I'm we'll okay try. With, I'm okay. We're gonna make that a mission for the weekend. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um, fresh cilantro on there as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Why Crappies are great, specifically for tacos too. Especially spring ones, I'm sure. Yeah. Spring and winter ones, they keep. Yeah, crappies tend to keep nice and firm. Well, I would say in general, crappies are great for it. Even midsummer, I think that's probably the best way to eat them. Like. 
they're they're pretty good. They maybe are a little softer in a taco. That's that's not. I a guess big it's deal. covered up by the cabbage. The cabbage. That's where you get your crunch from. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Fantastic. I love that. I that's a, that's I a, a great lot recipe. Of fish tacos. Thank you, Dan. You just gave me a whole bunch of ideas. Yeah. That's great. I loved it. Oh uh, yeah, new thing. I hope we can do it a couple times. We'll do some good walleye recipes too. Yeah. Yep. Got to mix it up. Do you keep your walleyes, like when you're cleaning a walleye, do you keep them whole or do you chunk them in threes? Because, you know, you take that Y-bone out and you're left with a fork and then the tail. Yep. Do you just keep that all together? I keep it all together if I, until I know what I'm doing with it. Yeah. Because I, if, I, if I'm going to grill them, then I want them whole. Right. If I'm, so I keep them all together till I decide what, what I'm doing with them. I like to keep them whole so I can keep track of how fat I am. So if I eat like a fish and a half, I'm like, gosh, I shouldn't eat another one. <laughs> I'm going to, but I shouldn't eat this one. It's a way of like shaming myself, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, well, let's, uh, let's take a little break. I've, I wanted to, I remember I want to add something to the list. Okay. So I'm I need to talk to, to you that in private. Sure. Okay. All so right. if we could just kind of shut this, we're going to need to shut this down. All right. Taking a break. Okay, all right. I just feel like you're really pulling a fast one on me here, Dan. What do you mean? Because I heard you tap on the screen here, but oh. I definitely didn't hear the key yet. Taking a break. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're back. Will you give me just a quick preview of what your opening weekend's going to look like? Yep. I'm going to fish. Okay. I'm yep. going to fish as well. Cool. That's Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be on, I'll probably be on leech out of federal. Okay, that's all. Up on the north end. Yeah, fish shallow, fish fast. Shallow and fast, just the way you live. Kicking names and taking ass, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be on Cast Lake again. Cool. Gonna redeem myself. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. Instead of just looking at them, you're gonna try and catch them. I'm gonna catch them a few at least. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Yeah. No, I'm pretty mad at the Cast Lake fish. Good. God, that lake can burn me so bad. I have, It's a great lake. I've had some really great days out there. But I leave that lake angry sometimes. <laughs> Not even angry. Like, tail between my legs. Like, you win. I don't know what to do right now. You know, really, my only experience open water was last fall for the NWC. And I got my butt kicked. So I know exactly how you feel about, you know, going home pretty upset yeah. yourself right just man i me, suck at this just put me on like put me in six feet of water on a wind-driven point right now please so yeah, i don't I, have to I, like, I can figure this out right <laughs> yeah. that's excellent that's it um for those of you fishing around the longville walker area we're gonna try to sort of group some lakes together and talk about what we'd maybe do on those specific lakes so to start with Let's think of like moderate depth, high clarity lakes. Yep. What are we doing on? What would you? What would your plan be for this year's opener? You know, I'm still probably going to focus on. For me, I'm still going to probably focus on early morning, late in the evening. You know, hour two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening, is what I'm actually going to expect to really catch my fish. I'm um, looking for like me specifically. If I'm going out there, I'm looking for smaller sand points that come out that reach deeper water, you know, they don't need to reach 60 feet or 40 feet, but you know, if they reach out to 25, 30 feet in the basins there, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm looking for, I, I'm looking for sand specifically, you know, okay. um, um, so I'm looking for sand and I'm going to be pitching jigs most likely because, you know, you don't want to drift over those clear waters, uh, over those clear water points and whatnot. So you want to cast up on them you know, keep some separation between you and the boat and r kind of work that ground. Gotcha. That's it? That's my plan. Okay. What's your plan? Mine's pretty similar except that I'd maybe narrow my, um, those areas because there's usually quite a few of them to predicting where they'd be feeding after post-spawn, right? So mm -hmm. like if you have a pretty good idea where they spawn, they they can cover some ground. But You're looking you can, for the return home migration. Yeah, okay. right, yep. So first, real good feeding opportunities, usually on sand near deep water, um, and then the wind is still going to matter. A ton. Uh, yeah, so 
Um, I've got a few thinking about the lakes that meet this criteria. I've got a few spots in mind that are, you know, less than a half mile for sure from their from some primo spawning, spawning grounds, and they meet those characteristics. They're they've got shallow water, adjacent to or close to deep water, and primarily sand. Are you avoiding the deep water altogether? I'd, I'd or you like just to. really are you really just so like during the day, are you going to focus on deep water? Or are you still going to focus on that shallow water? I, I, I like to simplify and think that they slip off the edge, right? Yeah. That's not always the case. Right. But um, they, often they do it, especially if you're on a good spot. So say you have a good couple hours on, on a spot. A proven spot yeah. from years past. Yeah. I do think you're going to be able to slip off and probably put together a pretty good like middle of the day. And p- pretty good is not going to compare to your first couple hours in the day or the last couple. Right. But it, it'll keep you entertained. You know, maybe you can work on on getting finicky fish to bite. Maybe you have to change up your approach. Um, would you experiment with rigging? I would for sure. If it's a slow day in the, you know, during the middle of the day in that deeper water? Yeah. And I would also experiment with rigging the, the shallower stuff, say, say around the 10-foot range. Um, I would be rigging and trying to put some distance between the rig and myself. Um, as well obviously i want to catch them on a jig too because it makes life so easy but um that's one way to maybe troubleshoot something that might come up they might be in there for sure distance is key yeah yep so keep that in mind you don't like in my book you this is not the time of year to be vertical right like opening is not the time to be vertical jigging in that you know in really any situation yeah i would agree um conditions may line up where if conditions are great then you might be able to be pretty much on top of them you know but that also means your boat's going to be moving pretty quick just because of the wind you know you're going to be blowing pretty it's going to be blowing pretty good if you're able to sort of stay right on top of them and hide yourself yeah yep so that's the clear water thing how about some of the dirtier lakes in in the area we don't have a ton of them but there are some that have some moderate clarity yeah so what i would focus on there is more likely like the greener weeds um and i'm i mean we're i'm really focusing shallow still so um same thing is you want to you want to kind of find these migration points where they're come where they have spawned and where they're going um you want to kind of find in my eyes you want to find the warmest water yeah so you're looking for sun facing or the north sides, you know, the south-facing areas that are near those spawning grounds, and I like to look for green weeds in that situation because it seems like those muddier waters, because they generally ice off quicker, generally a little bit warmer, that vegetation seems to be up a little bit earlier. Uh, I like to find those, and that's... You generally are gonna, you're not going to have just a pure walleye day out there, my, you know, from my experience. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to sort through pike, you're gonna catch, you know, some bass, cause and, but you're also gonna catch some walleyes too. Yeah. And so and it's a jig and a minnow for me too. Again, I probably do a little more with my trolling motor uh, instead of pitching onto it because it is pretty hard to, it's hard to pitch on grass sometimes. So I like to, you know, you're looking for fresh growth cabbage is what you're looking for, and I like to or or bulrushes and a lot of times those meet, um, but I'd probably run my trolling motor in that seven feet of water and nine feet of water and just jig my way through it maybe downsize your jig a little bit you're trying to, eight, trying, eight to ounce. trying to swim your jig a little bit yeah yeah try with like an eighth ounce and if yeah. that doesn't work you can go to a 16th but right um i'd agree that's about my same plan what i notice about the like the weed bites early on is that the weeds are pretty friendly to fish through because there are going to be some bare spots in there you know, where it hasn't grown up, it's not going to be a big weed bed necessarily that you're fishing. It's just some good, some good new growth, and then that's creating a bunch of little edges in there for the fish to feed on. Yeah. So it tends to be pretty friendly fishing. If you can find some some sand and vegetation transitions, you yeah. know, uh, I've got a spot I'm thinking of right now where weeds, 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 then you'll get like 10 yards of sand all of a sudden. Bump, like that's great you're gonna catch fish in there for sure yeah i think they like that a whole lot and the water temp thing is a good thing to remember even the the medium-sized lake you know thousand to two thousand acre lakes there you're gonna get a a variety of water temps on those on opening weekend yeah it's there's gonna be some changes especially in the smaller lakes they don't mix like the big lakes do 
you know, the wind doesn't blow the warm water, you know, yeah. around right. just because it doesn't carry. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about ice out like 12 to 14 days before opener. So we pretty good chance, especially with the weather we're having this week, we're still going to have some pretty cool water. Yeah. It's not going to be, um, it's, I don't think it's going to be real warm. We might still be dealing with some cold water issues. That's fine. I yeah. like cold water. Yeah. Cold water suits me. Um, and then there's the, the you know, moderate depth to deep water with, like, your standard water clarity, you know, 5 to 10 feet. Mm-hmm. Dan, what's your approach to, to that situation? I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've opened up on a lake like that in a while. Um, I do know that early in the season, those lakes do have a wind-driven... Um, For sure. Wind-driven factor. factor. Yeah. And they often... Often the weed flats can be pretty good, um, but I also do still check my like mid midsummer, like the the traditional walleye stuff. They can still have fish on them, mm-hmm. so some deeper depth, you know, maybe fifteen to twenty five feet on lakes like that might not be bad to check out. Those fish are gonna mark, especially your daytime. Yeah, they're gonna mark pretty easy. You're gonna see them, and I don't even know. I don't want to say just daytime. Those the spots I'm thinking of those fish like live to eat at those spots so you can find them there just about every month of the year and i i think that's true for may as well so checking those spots out and in those depths they're gonna mark pretty good you're gonna know if they're there so i fished a few of these lakes you know really early in the season and we found i fish it with i fish them with eric quite a bit but we found that there's some pretty good bulrush bites during that time of year sure um you know you look for areas that have a moderate break you know go from bulrush have some like we have this one spot in particular it's bulrush and then it's a flat for you know seven foot flat for about 20 feet and then it starts to gradually break down into about 25 feet and we found that pitching those you know early in the season can be phenomenal in the in the afternoons in the evenings so spots that often you're gonna have to yourself if you can find them you know yeah People are afraid to fish bulrushes, which is like the one I was very fortunate. I grew up being, I grew up with a father who fished them a lot. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from him and those are some of the funnest bites you'll get on. Yeah, so. for sure. doesn't hurt either. You know, it's entertaining. You, it's like a walleye fisherman. You get a little like bass fisherman break in your day. You know, for you're sure. not staring at your graph all the time. You're casting, um, up tempo, upbeat. Right. Chances are you're going to probably catch something, you mm-hmm. know, if it's not a walleye. You it's always be... catch a bazillion pike. Yeah. Which is fine because you're setting the hook on a bunch of fish. And, yep. you know, and you never know when a big one's going to bite. You know, a big pike is super fun to catch. Yeah. So that's... Uh... I wonder sometimes, though, well, I know this happens. If you get into an area where there are a lot of pike, there might be walleyes laying in there that just get out. They competed. Get, yeah, they yep. get beat. Like the pike just gets to the bait before they do, and their like mentality is just different. So it's like, I th- I think that's important to keep in mind. Maybe not for the day because there's not a whole lot you can do about it. But there might be walleyes in there, and if it's a if it's full of life, we talked about this a lot last year. Just finding life, life right? congregates right, and so maybe you maybe you pitch a bull rush patch at nine o'clock in the morning full of pike right yeah and you could write it off and say okay we're moving on i bet if you go back there with when the sun hits the treetops at 7 30 walleye central right just gonna be pounding on them pike are done eating walleyes are getting an opportunity those pike were there for a reason they're predators walleyes are there for a reason i bet i bet that could work out quite often for we people. i've seen that a lot yeah I've seen it a lot so for sure, and even if you, so you can catch those pike out of there, and sometimes you catch them twice, I'm sure, but you can, even like during the day, if you grind that out and just weed through the pike, you will gradually start seeing, you know, more and more walleyes, you know, you're not going to smash walleyes, but you can grind out a few in that spot if you just keep catching the pike. Hmm. Interesting. So get them out of there. Right. We've done that on, uh, like the, the dirty water lakes um in the area i've I've done we've done that a couple times sure you think you're just clearing them out i think you just move them 
Right. You're relocating. <laughs> you live here now. <laughs> so that's kind of how that works. How I think that works. You know, you just give them an opportunity to see a bait. You know, where they didn't have a chance before. Right. Because sometimes it's like the fish are where your cast is landing. Yeah. You know, so if it's a, you get it half a jig stroke in and you get bit by a pike, you don't get to even search out the rest of that. Yeah, know? right. Oh, man. I'm getting pretty fired I'm right super <laughs> excited for boat separation. You know, keeping your line from the boat. You know, I, I'm really happy about that. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I love to get as far away from the boat as possible. Mm. That way, when you set the hook, you have that much longer to fight a fish. If I get 8,000 feet of line out, I have a really good time. Do you have a spool for that? It's actually a 10,000 feet spool. Wow. Yeah, I can really cover some ground, baby. All right. We'll take a picture of that spool before okay. the end of the summer and show people what it looks like. You know, it's not for everybody, you know. You got to have Popeye arms to really <laughs> bring them in. But it's a good time. You remember when you were talking about you wanted to catch a walleye on a fly rod? Mm-hmm. We should try and do that that first week. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be super fun. If we could pick, I mean, if things work out perfect, we should make a podcast in the boat that night. Yeah. And I think it, it'd it have to be calm night. Calm night would help me a lot. Yeah. Uh, especially not putting a fly into one of our faces or yeah. more likely the back Luckily of our heads. Luckily, they don't have very big hooks, right? Um, the ones I'm tying right now have pretty big hooks. Now, are you looking at like a like a leech, like a wet fly? Yeah. So it's a sinking fly, clearly, right? Yep. And you're look, it's like a leech pattern or what? Something similar. I've tied up some woolly buggers, which are like... What do those do? They catch fish mostly. Mm. But they're, I mean, they just, they look super fishy. Um, but they could replicate a, a leech. They could replicate a minnow, depending on the colors you tie. Neat. Um, and then I tied some strip leeches, too. I want a good, like, minnow pattern. I gotta cut... You know who I'm gonna call? Chadwick. Nope. Captain Tim Hansky. Have you heard of this guy? Uh-uh. Talk You've heard of him. He's great. He's been... He's, like, 36 years old. He's been guiding for, like, 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been doing it a while. Yeah, yeah. And he does some... He does some fly fishing for muskies and for walleyes. So really? So I'll get some patterns from him and... Um, yeah, I can tie woolly buggers, and that's why I like those. Because <laughs> you can tie them. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to tie them. You feel, you, know, you feel like Brad Pitt or something. You feel like Brad Pitt. Elaborate. Right. Um, a river runs through it. Never watched it. Are you joking me? Uh-uh. God. Was, what is that all about? Fishing. Oh, really? Yeah. I should probably you should watch take it. a peek. Yeah, you'd love it. Is Jen Aniston in it? Um, no. You better tell me yes, regardless. This movie, I feel like it's pretty old. That's fine, I'm in an old movie. Early 90s, maybe? You ever watch Grow Up the Old Man? That movie's same, the greatest. Same genre. Excellent. Is it that Couple funny? brothers in Montana, they just, Brad, Brad just lives to fish, man. He's, he does these cr- crazy rainbow casts. Anyway, not gonna get too far into it, but it's great. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. So yeah, try to catch a walleye on a fly. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be mission. Really fun. Mission. That's gonna be super fun, dude. If it works out, oh god, I'll get it on. I'll get I'm you on video. Do. Okay, you'll have to flip it because I'll be too busy. On dude, the, the nine six fly rod. Yeah, I'll you can. Try, you can. Right, I'll try. You can. What's it? You know, we're in a seventeen foot boat. You should be able to get it <laughs> into the transom. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Hopefully, that was helpful. We stayed generic to protect specific lakes. Um, but I think you can transfer some of that information to whichever lake you're going to fish, whether or not you fish the Longville region or not. Right. We're hoping that it's people listening to this are not just from the Longville region, but listening from all over. All over. Ready to catch some fish. a couple of dumb dudes talking about walleyes. And evidently Brad Pitt. The guy can act, okay? Yeah. Show some respect. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Plus Jennifer Aniston. Dude, Jennifer Aniston, though. All right, break. Dan, before we get started, I wanted to tell you I took your advice last week, and I went turkey hunting, mm-hmm. and I shot a turkey, and it was a great time. Nice. It was an excellent time. Nice. I've eaten two meals of it. How'd you cook it? Real quickly, how'd you cook it? Cut it really thin, mm-hmm. like into thin strips, mm-hmm. did my fish batter, mm-hmm. fried it. 
is fantastic. Utterly fantastic. Nice. I took my nephew turkey hunting. How was that? It was good. It's funny with kids, man. Got to nail all the details. I tried my best. I had a heater in the blind because it was supposed to be cold. Mm -hmm. Morning one, three gobblers around. He slept through most of the morning. Really? It's fine. They're tired kids. You know, 15. Waking up at 4.30. Anyway, we had a pretty good adventure. Had some birds, like a a hunt that made it interesting for sure. Good. Um, Yeah. Then we watched boxing. How was boxing? Great. Bunch golden. of dudes just punching them in the face. And women. Nice. Golden, golden Gloves is like the primo. This is not related, but I'm going to go on a rant. It is the primo live boxing to watch. Because it's, they're like common people. They're, they're often they're young, you know, they're in their teens, uh, you know, late teens. Yeah. Sometimes they're in their mid 20s. Sometimes they're in their mid 30s. It's just like amateur boxing. So yeah. anybody can do it. And, uh. Good level of competition. People taking it real seriously. You know, like this is a part of their life. <laughs> <laughs> My dog just sat on like a pig toy. <laughs> Literally. Uh, just, oh. There's that joke from Caddyshack. Did you just, did somebody step on a duck? That's what it sounded like. Um, but they're, they're, they're into it. They're competitive. And then there's like the like the level of sportsmanship you like to see like as soon as they're done fighting they're hugging you know they're they respect they just went each through other a lot battle. yeah yeah super fun anyway that was great that's what i did with the weekend well what are you gonna do this weekend this weekend here's what i'm gonna start with batteries mm-hmm. from big batteries to small batteries like clear them all out make sure they're all doing what they're supposed to do obviously your big boat batteries that's a priority. But I would go right down the list. I'm thinking about your aerators, right? Your mm-hmm, bubblers, right. making sure they've got good batteries in them. Your headlamps have good batteries in them. Ooh, that's a that's oh. a very good one. Batteries, your life runs on your them. Your Tarova oh, iPilot yeah. battery. A little watch battery in yes. the Yes. Those if, are hard. Sometimes they're hard to get. Right. If you don't have one yet, even if yours is working, buy one. Get one and put it in a safe place. Yeah. Figure out what it is. Get it in your boat where you know where to find it. Because that could... Break a day. I've got time. a Ziploc bag in my boat. Mm-hmm. It's got whist- I've got a whistle. It's got my registration, and it's got two of those batteries. Yeah. In there because they, if you don't have them, it's kind of, like to go from a, a remote to a foot pedal is kind oh, of God. a bear sometimes. Oh, you know, like I especially just, if you're not prepared for it. I'll just run my big motor. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So why not just circumvent? It's like three fifty to have an extra battery three dollars and fifty cents yeah yeah definitely definitely worth it yep and i like i i know the one the one i had having my my remote right now i bought it the day i bought my trolling motor sure so it's been like a year sitting in there and it still it still works so sure yeah and then maybe maybe why not throw like a pair of jumpers jumper cables in your boat i keep a pair of jumper right. cables in my maybe boat. buy a jump pack i, w- I was going to tell you there's this uh genius pack mm-hmm. and they're like 90 bucks mm-hmm. and they can start your boat like 30 times nice it's like yeah i want one i want one too mm-hmm. so that's what uh, it's also on my purchase list it's like the things you don't want to need it's like insurance yeah you, it's important to have you hope you never use mm-hmm. it but you'll sleep better. Yes. I've been, my big thing with my boat recently and just in life in general is take the things that stress you out the most and get rid of them. Like what are ways to avoid having to be stressed about this? Bad customers. Throw them off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I still haven't had a bad customer. Yeah. We're lucky living in Northern Minnesota. Everybody's friendly. Up Everybody's, here. everyone's happy to be here. Yeah. But take the stressors, figure out what they are, and then solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean like buying a new boat. Like buy a jump pack, right? Right. Maybe you don't want to buy a new battery yet. You want to try to eke out one more season with your starting I battery. I did it. I did it last year. It's fine. Buy a jump pack. Yep. That'll last you a decade probably. For sure. And, and then lithium. Now, right. you know, a lot of them. So A little bit of insurance. Right. And it's multi-purpose. You know, in the wintertime, you put it in your truck. Yeah. You know. For sure. Things remove the things that stress you out. Yep, you can enjoy your time more. For sure, that'd be my first thing for the weekend. I'm, I'm doing the opposite thing. I'm just gonna go crappie fishing. 
Gotcha. I'm going to go to these little lakes and I'm going to, you know, the lakes that opened up first. I'm going to go there and I'm going to go check some back bays out. Go check, some, check out some beaver huts. Sure. And I'm going to just catch my fill of crappies, bring home a few and have myself a little fish fry. How many LMBs are you going to catch? A bazillion. bazillion. They're going to be in there super hard. Yeah. And you know, if you're lucky, you'll catch a dogfish because they love beaver huts. Mm. Love them. Gotcha. Never caught one this early in the year. Yeah. It's always been during their spawn. That's when I run into them. I'm going to tell you, Mark and I went crappie fishing one time and we had just a stack of them in this little lagoon. It was awesome. Of dogfish? Mm -hmm. Nice. It was excellent. Dogfish will. Doesn't have that ring to Not it. Not like dog. It's walleye will. Walleye will does. But its name's taken, and I clearly Screwed embarrassed myself with that guy. So <laughs> you can redeem yourself and totally redeem yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna go crappie fishing as well. And what I really look for in a good crappie spot is a place I can really enjoy myself. Right. So it's not just about catching fish. Where you can spot lock super hard. No. And be out of the wind. Yeah. And out sunny. Of, out of the wind, sunny, just wildlife going crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe not anybody else around. That's nice. Just wood ducks for days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of geese honking away Sounds on top great. of a beaver hut. A couple sand hills flying over. A couple of blue herons flying like backwards geese. Did I ever tell you about the time I saw a beaver taking a nap? No. Dude. It's in a little duck boat with my old dog, Shadow. And we're crappie fishing, just having a great time, right? We're both pumped to be back out on the lake, catching a few fish. And we're going along the shore, and there's a beaver. I, I, I gave away the, the secret to the story, but I thought the beaver was dead on the shore. Oh, yeah? It's up on the shore, just, just head down, like, passed out. Like kid on a desk. Yeah, exactly. Sleeping. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a dead beaver there. And we're like... 15 feet away from the thing so we're putting along and both me and shadow are staring at this beaver and then all of a sudden the thing just flips his head up stares at us hops off the it jumped probably six like not vertical feet six feet out and splashed in the water no way and i'm like this is this is something right now <laughs> while i'm thinking that shadow is jumping out of the 14 foot duck boat to catch the beaver of course and just about dumps me out of the boat as well <laughs> so i like settle, i settled the boat get the dog back in like that was something we just lived through something right there dead beaver living beaver jumping beaver dog it's out of the boat mix of emotions <laughs> Uh, I felt like I was I felt like you were telling like a Game of Thrones scene or something. You know? <laughs> the highs and lows, man. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that was. What else? What else would we do this week? Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you get your boat running before opener. If yeah. you're going to fish opener, please make sure you get the muffs on or get it out to the get it out to the lake. Make sure it starts. Make sure it runs, because that's about the last thing you want with a line of people. It's it's embarrassing for you for one, and people are not as nice on opener as they are the be, rest of the. Be year. nicer on opener. Yeah, and yeah, for the people who aren't nice on opener. Be nicer on opener. Be respectful. Like that's one of the easiest things you can do in this life is just be respectful to right. somebody else. Right. You don't understand what they're going through. You don't need to be a jerk. So, some people don't have the resources or the time to be, you know, as prepared and right. which. Like, I understand, you know, if you, and if you were in such a hurry, why didn't you get up earlier? <laughs> that is a great answer. You know, I, that's one thing that drives me nuts. So just, uh, you know, try, try your best to be prepared. And if you're in a situation where you run into somebody who's not prepared, don't be a jerk about it. Right. You know? Hey, help them out. Exactly. You if you've got out, that jump pack. Yeah. Help them Offer out. assistance. Right. We saw this on the Rainy River. A Everybody's bunch. super helpful up mm-hmm. there. There was like, there was a, that big Triton was, uh, that fiberglass nitro yep. was frozen down mm-hmm. or maybe it was that champion. Champion. Yep. Yeah. And there was like eight dudes over there just pushing on it, trying to Everybody rock it. trying to help. Yeah. Cause you know, especially in that situation, eventually you're going to, if you do it enough, eventually you're going to be in the same situation. Right. right. So do your best to be 
a good human being. Pay it forward. Know? Yeah. He'll come back. Right. Do you think that's it? For, for tonight? Yeah. Or forever? Are we Are we retiring? We're too... No. We're too young to retire. Yep. Although you are turning awful gray. Look who I'm friends with, dude. That's true. I'm balding, so... <laughs> I get it. It's all right. The good thing about fishing is the fish can't see ya. Excellent segue. No, I also so May nineteenth. If you haven't heard, uh, the one stop soon tournament again. That's for my get hooked on fishing, not on drugs program. Please appreciate your. I appreciate your support, and I'd appreciate your participation. How many boats? Twenty five. So twenty five boats. Yep. Fishing and if it fills up. I think the. The program earns like 350 bucks, so it's a nice start to getting kids fishing poles and getting them tackle boxes and whatnot, so. Right. Please support where you can. Yeah. One thing, I mean, I know not everybody who listens to this is a Longville local, but Longville has a pretty good walleye community. Guys who support each other, who talk, who... Like, that, I feel good about that. There's a bunch of people who care in the community. Yeah. That's the nice thing. Right. And yeah. those guys give back to programs like this. These tournaments are great. If nothing else, a good networking opportunity for you. Make a new fishing friend, right? Right. Talk to, to one of the guys and, um, you know, maybe you can share information. Maybe you can fish together one time. and Yeah. You might make a new friend. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to hit the button unless you tell me not to. Okay. One thing. Yep. I'd appreciate it if you could like and share. Get a word out. Uh, we're on iTunes now. Dude, iTunes was pretty good. A bunch of people started listening on there. That's excellent. Ten people from Canada listened to what? the podcast. Eh? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I think they're from Quebec. So we're like international stars now? That's a fair statement, I oh think. Oh my goodness. I love fishing in Quebec. I've never been there, but I bet they're poutine. Poutine? Nope. It's phenomenal. I, you have to clarify what you're talking poutine about now. is french fries with gravy. Okay. It's cheesy. I think it's cheesy french fries with gravy. I think that's what it is. Okay. It's pretty good. Sounds good. It's like a Canadian special. I better hit the button. What? It is, it's a real thing, Dan. <laughs> Like, it's a, it's a very big thing. All right. Like, they say it in Letterkenny. I believe you. One of your favorite shows. That's why I said I love fishing in Quebec. Oh, yeah, because they have a whole episode fishing in Quebec. Yeah. French Canadians, son of guns. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more episode before opener. <gasps> We're looking forward to it. Yeah. See you right. next time. Thank you so much.